This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Now in our fifth season, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club, I'm Richard Woodward and you are tuned in to the flagship show, available every week on video and audio for a sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation. So make your Monday a Blue Monday. And joining me tonight, I have... Um, well, using makeshift equipment, but it's working fine so far. So, Mikey Penty Smith, say hello. Let's hope we can hear you. Oh, he's he's a genius. He's a comedy uh, genius. Absolutely. <laughs> How you doing, Mikey? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, a little bit flustered by the lack of equipment and the struggles I was having to make myself heard, shall we say? But yeah, I'm all right now. Excellent stuff. And um, Pod Store David Diamond also joins us. Dave, how is it going? Yeah, good. Good, Rich. Mikey, yeah, pretty good, thanks. You're all mic'd up and wide for sound. We were just having a little sing-song while uh, Mikey was sorting yeah, stuff out, weren't we? Ben would have, I think Ben would have enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of Cliff Richard, a bit wide for sound. Yeah, they like that. Lovely They'd stuff. They'd probably obviously sung it in a much more flamboyant and dramatic yeah, over the top Yeah, and it would have been in key but, probably as well. I don't know oh, we no, were, how we were pitched there, but we'll yeah. say we'll spare that one for everyone else listening or, or watching. Um, we've got a few bits and pieces of news to deal with before we crack on with the main business, which is South End. Um, obviously, we did a show on Thursday, so not a huge amount um, to cram in between um, Thursday and today. But um, Paul Lambert is celebrating his um, one-year anniversary in charge of Ipswich Town. Today was the uh, Saturday morning he was appointed. We kind of got wind of it pretty early on midweek when Hurst left um, and then he attended the Millwall game. Um, but one year for Lambert. Um, Dave, anything, any sort of highlights or lowlights or <laughs> incidents you want to call out? I guess it's been, um, you know, we, we kind of half expected what what ended up happening last season, but he's kind of made up for it. Um, so far this season, I think so. Yeah, I think we've sort of fairly well documented on the pod how well he's done with getting the crowd back on side and just getting a 
a perhaps a more upbeat field in general about the place, I think. I mean, obviously, it helps that we're, albeit in a lower league, we're winning games now. But he certainly went about that, I think, in the right way. Um, highlights, discounting this season to a bit, I think the first half against Reading. <laughs> I thought after first, some of the first half against Reading last season, one of his very early games, I thought, Christ, we're going to go to the playoffs playing like this. Um, sadly, it was a false dawn. Low lights, uh, probably not. Again, fairly early on after yeah that Millwall game where, where we thought that, that perhaps was the first of one of those must-win games and we very disappointingly sort of disintegrated second half, didn't we? And I think then people thought, oh yeah, this could be uh, you know this could be the season and ultimately it was, I think. But yeah, probably overall highlight is for him away from the actually playing side of it is yeah he's uh, he's getting everybody back on side and, and reconnection with the club, I think. Yeah, great shout. Um, Mikey, at the time, what was your thoughts on the appointment? I'm trying to recall back from the various podcasts that we did at the time, but it seemed like a, 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 he was a, of a stature definitely higher than us at that point, wasn't he? Were you happy with the appointment and are you still happy now? Well, when I first heard it, I, I was a bit like, Christ, really, Paul Lambert? <laughs> um, but then the more I thought about it, yeah, he he was probably the the best manager that we could get in for the situation that we were in at the time. And the way that he's recruited and got the fans on board as well, he's, he's done really well. I'd say the low light for me was probably that press conference before the Burson game. We had all that feel good going into the new season. And then he's pretty much come out and said that he needed wow. more players. He's not very happy. But then you could say one of the highlights was signing Kane Vincent Young. And would that have happened if he hadn't have throwing his toys out of the pram a little bit. Mm. Yeah, he certainly, um, the PR stuff has been certainly a feature of, of his era. And um, I guess I guess the question for both of you is, will he still be here in a year's time? What's your quick prediction on that, both of you? Mikey, first? Uh, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Because I think, I think he will get us out of this division. And I think that that will buy him some time in the championship. Dave? Yeah, it won't be like a sort of burly type thing, which was obviously worked the other way, where he, you know, you think got his got us rele- after the success, got us relegated. Well, got us relegated. We got relegated and then had a horrific start to the. Um, well, sorry, not a horrific start. I have half decent start, but then lost away a bit for what month, six weeks in the championship. So yeah, I think if he if and when he gets us up, which I think will be the end of this season. Yeah, I think Mikey's right. He'll have some. He'll have some more than more than goodwill in the tank. I should think. You, you get the sense that he wants to build something, having been in and out of quite a few clubs since yeah. Norwich, really. Um, you yeah. get the sense that he wants to kind of establish himself for a, for a little bit of a period as well. Yeah, and I think I think thinking back, you know, he was, I, I agree with Mike, he was the best of what was available, certainly, I think, in with hindsight. Yep. There's um, no way we were going to play anyone any compensation, were we? Uh, yeah, exactly right. I'll pluck, yeah, a, a kind of an up-and-comer like Hurst had been at the time and that ship sailed and it all happened yeah. very quickly, didn't it, in the end? So, um, yeah, well, congratulations to Paul Lambert. Um, let's happy hope anniversary, he... Paul. Happy anniversary. Yeah, what do you get for one year? Is it paper or something? Oh, it's, it's paper. Yeah. yeah. Well. Get him a copy of the Star or something. <laughs> well, um, people who won't be looking at the Star um, this weekend um, are supporters of Southampton who um, joined um, the Ipswich Town Nine, this kind of band of um, misfits from the 94-95 season who who were embarrassed um, nationally by Man United, um, have finally got company. They've not been freed, but they have company in the cell um, by Southampton. Mikey, um, 
your take on on what this means for Southampton and more importantly what it means for us really it's it's nice to have someone to share the embarrassment isn't it absolutely well, but before I get on to that yeah you, you mentioned a, a newspaper the local newspaper down in Southampton is the echo okay. uh, the local newspaper down in Southampton is the echo uh, so yeah testing testing I actually, and this, is, <laughs> this is a little bit um, this might hurt a few people but I was actually too young to be aware of the oh, 9-0 quiet. defeat when it happened oh, um, God. because what well, it was 1995 <sighs> yeah March, March yeah. yeah I was three oh, um good oh no good. I no I was four I was four to be fair but and the first <laughs> that I heard of it was actually on a holiday the following summer in Cornwall when some kids that were also down there were taking the mickey out of me for being an Ipswich fan and kept saying 9-0 and I asked my dad why they were saying that and uh, I think he just went off on one about why some people support Manchester United because they need a crutch to lean on in life. <laughs> they need a bit of success in their life. Um, that, and that's obviously stuck by me. But, but yeah, it's a shame that they couldn't get 10. Um, but I'd probably suggest that there's a lot more talent in that Southampton team than there, there was in that Ipswich team in the mid-90s. It was quite an old team, wasn't it, Dave? I, I seem to recall John Walk... Oh. David Linegan and we're kind of I mean, on their last legs. There's a story about there. Burley telling Marshall to warm up, was yeah. <laughs> he basically went and hid, I think, and stuff like that. I mean, and don't forget who we were playing. I mean, Christ, you know, look at the team. I mean, look at the goal scorers that day. All right, aside from the controversial Ince goal, I think what well, Andy Cole got five, did he yeah. five? I think Mark Hughes, Giggs, oh, McClare, I think, got one. Yeah, Roy Keane, yeah. Keane was a absolute Kinshelskis, even I mean, absolutely frightening team. Having said that, I think Leicester are very, very good. And what Leicester have got a pace. And after the guy was sent off, after Bertram was sent off, talk about exploiting it. They, I mean, Southampton were absolutely abject, but I think Leicester are a pretty tasty side, actually. Yeah. When, when Ipswich uh, lost 9-0 at Old Trafford, did they try and hack United at any point? <laughs> I don't think. I, I, read, I, read, I don't think they got uh, close that, enough to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, Southampton barely made any fouls, so there was the argument that they weren't uh, even kicking them. They, and actually, they, they my, my Sunday league team, we we beat a team 11-1 this morning, really? and it was very similar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They just rolled over Southampton. They really did roll over. It was yeah. it was almost you know embarrassing really you know, even as a neutral watching it and the di- the difference is I guess we didn't lose at home we lost at Old Trafford oh, at least you're losing at Old Trafford yeah if you're going yeah, to lose nine they'll lose it in style at Old, Old Trafford yeah so yeah, uh, the point that uh, our mate Joe um, on the pod said um, is that the good thing now is that people will talk about Southampton in respect of the nine nil rather than us we've kind of we'll be usurped won't we because the I'm people sure, care about sure. the more recent yeah. example um, I guess mm-hmm. one question to both of you um, before we move on to this um, at what goal do you leave? Are you hardcore and you stay there to the bitter end? Because it was the last kick, I think, Vardy's penalty to make it nine. Are you yeah. gone at five at half time or six or seven, Dave? When are you when are you heading off? It's you... not a thing. I've never I've never actually witnessed anything like that. I mean, I suppose we've witnessed some thumpings at Ipswich. I've never left. I don't think I've ever left early, especially in a away even an away game. You know, thinking if you were even at Old Trafford, I think you'd see it out to the bitter end, wouldn't you? Probably, but. No, I don't know. I've never left a game. I never left the game early, but they were leaving in droves. I mean, they seem to be leaving after like three or four nil at Southampton. Mm-hmm. I think they could see the writing on the uh, the writing on the wall. Incidentally, I only caught up with that game sort of fairly well into the first half, and 
uh, my youngest lad was watching it, and he said, "Dad, Dad, South, you know, Leicester winning three 0 it's all scoring every every attack." And I didn't actually see the Bertrand sending off, or was it was it nailed on? Or was there any doubt it's, about it? It was a it's a yeah. 2019 sending off, isn't it, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I mean it was. It's one of those where it was dangerous, but I don't think he really meant to. He, I don't think he meant to do it, but and also that doesn't really come into it, does it? The conditions were horrific. I mean, it just seems like mm. there was teaming rain all yeah. games, like a bloody monsoon, wasn't it? In fact, there was times I saw just after half time when the ball actually wasn't. Um, I think Leicester defenders sent a half to pass it across to each other, and the ball was actually holding up in the water. And you think, hello, abandonment, <laughs> yeah, another please. deluge, power cut deluge. <laughs> Mikey, there be some salvation there. Mikey, what, what goal are you leaving? Are you like Dave? Are you staying to the bitter end? Uh, well, I usually do stay to the bitter end, and I've stayed. I think I was still there when we were losing five-one against Wimbledon a few years ago. But I did leave early at Fulham in the sunshine a few couple of years ago, and we were three-nil down. And I missed Berra's consolation goal, oh, yeah. but it was a baking yeah. hot day, and there's so many nice pubs around there. Yeah, yeah I thought I'm just I'm not really enjoying this anymore watching Fulham dick around us. Uh, so, yeah, I, did, I had no regrets. Good for you. Um, talking of teams getting a thrashing, let's end with um, Ipswich Town women. 6-1 winners against Norwich, yet again beating Norwich yeah, yeah. Um, to reach the first round proper of the FA Women's Cup. Um, I assume that neither of you were there, but another good result and another... Good kind of establishing the dominance yet again. I think we're, I think we're pretty much got a hundred percent record against Norwich. I think. Did we, um, we thump them not so long back, like four or five? Yeah, you know, a few weeks a, ago. Yeah. yeah. So, so as it as it stands, um, because I think Norwich fans decided a few years ago that East Anglian derbies you turn into an aggregate score. So it's ten two to Ipswich this season so far. In so the far this football. season. 10-2. Wow. Does that not mirror? I think they even beats that season, doesn't the full? Yeah, it does. The full one. Yeah. At least that was only 9-2. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's yeah, something no, to be good proud on. about. So, uh, I think they play over at Felix, though, I think, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they, they play playing better stuff than Felix and Walton are at the moment, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. A little bit of controversy. I think a goal shouldn't have been allowed. I think um, we scored a, a missed a penalty at the post, bounced back, and it was tapped back in, and uh, no one else had touched the ball between... Um, ah. striker hitting it and finishing the rebound so I think maybe it should have been 5-1 but we'll take 6-1 and um, I think one of the strikers I think it's Natasha Thomas said it was they weren't even trying so a uh, nice bit of fighting oh. talk love oh. a bit of that and well done to the ITFC women into the first round proper of the FA Women's Cup go and show your support because they'll probably last in that competition longer than we will longer than the men I mean um, let's um, let's move it forward to um, South End. we were all there um, slightly different circumstances for our pre-match. We've got to go through this quickly. I was on the um, the Joe First Football Express bus. Um, he drove um, five of us and him in his uh, in his new people. Oh, in his car. van. Um, so that was um, very kind of Joe. Road um, back. There were crate, crate of lager in the back. We were, yeah, it was all very respectable, actually. Um, yeah, the ways out, I was being helpful. Um, <laughs> so yeah, good on Joe. Mikey, um, you you appeared um, and at the old Trout Inn, which is where we we found ourselves pretty much, but um, not as salubrious um, surroundings as one David Diamond who. Um, Dave, tell us all about it, it Dave. Especially along. So I was in the Blues Legends Lounge, mate. I was, I was. In, I, who's um, the um? Who's the, who's the South End Legend? Um, the, South End legend the, the South End Legend, who was doing the uh, the meeting and greeting, was a guy called David Crown, an old. I think he was an old striker going back. Going well, back who did you say, years. Mikey? 
Test Faye Bramble. Test Faye Bramble. <laughs> Stan Collymore was there briefly, wasn't he? Sadly, Sadly. he was indeed. Yeah. yeah, he was. There you yeah. go. Freddie, Freddie, sadly, Freddie it wasn't Eastwood. Freddie Eastwood, great Freddie show. Freddie Eastwood certainly was. Yeah, no, sadly it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Tess. It wasn't Tess Bramble. So uh, yeah, I was in the Blue Legends Lounge enjoying all the hospitality of um, a nice chicken and creamy bacon and mushroom sauce oh. and um, a nice caramel and amaretti gatto, which is very oh. nice. Gatto, gatto, mate. I love a gatto. gatto What's mate. on the side of your chicken? You got dauphinoise potatoes, or is that too much? Uh, just you know, a bit, a bit of roast potatoes, a bit of rice actually, a bit of rice Ooh. going on with it and stuff. So that's a bit of broccoli. That's all good. That was all good. Yeah, very, very <laughs> good. Um, yeah, all very friendly. I think it was there was a table of guys from another, well, another. I was only on my own with some guys from Southend, but a table of Ipswich, Ipswich fans in there. And bizarrely, Adam Tanner was in there as well. Of course, he was. I was going to have a chance to have a quick chat with him. Didn't, but um, but yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, odd sort of stand really. So sat sat on that side stand to your left. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, wooden stand with wooden seats. So a bit of a throwback. <laughs> throw nice making. Yeah, <laughs> but it was um, yeah, it was it was it was all right. Great. Yeah, pretty good view of the game. Excellent. Yeah, good. Mikey, Better what was your? Some, um... I would suggest in your. Wow, well, Mikey, what was your what was your pre-match? Was it as as nice as that? What, did you have anything at the old well, Trout Inn? Uh, I had a couple <laughs> so... of. I had, I had a pint of lager and a shandy because obviously I was I needed to drive back after the game. Um, but yeah, I was, none of my um, usual football friends were at the game, um, aside from you guys, of course. Joe, Joe Fares took me under his wing. Um, and uh, yeah, we arrived at the game just before it was about to kick off. And, As in the match uh, or in the stands? Uh, the match, the match. And so, so we got shoved into the right corner, so the oh. opposite side to you, Dave. Oh, cool. And, uh, and there was a load of seats in the corner that were covered up and the stewards weren't letting us onto them. Now, I think what had happened was they were the extra seats that Ipswich sold at the end of the week or early last week. And, the, and it hadn't been... Uh, made known to the stewards that that was where we were going to be sitting. So they were blocking them off. But then everyone was just sort of stood in the... It was in the aisle, called, wasn't it? Like, the alley yeah, in the aisles, yeah. The steps, yeah. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, I think we were still there when we scored the first goal. And then, yeah, eventually they let us over to the the corner by the more vociferous South End fans, who <laughs> I think the average age would have been about 13.8. But it certainly didn't stop a few Ipswich fans from flicking the V at the ball game and <laughs> it was actually quite good it was a really good atmosphere over there actually it was more, good, more entertaining good for, for good chunks of the second half that little uh, face off there but yeah definitely a lot of um, kids going back to do GCSEs I think on Monday tomorrow um and didn't I read somewhere didn't the shrimp get some abuse as well yeah, 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 yes. yeah. There were songs of uh, "You're Only Here for the Children." <laughs> uh, That's the most family-friendly version of the charting that we can do, isn't it, Mikey? That was. <laughs> yeah. I thought, and uh, the other thing that kind of I think screwed over the situation of the seating and stuff is it was unreserved. So you've got some two thousand on Ipswich fans there, and it's yeah. kind of sit where you want, you know. And it's, yeah. if they'd actually made people sit or stand. Um, where their tickets were, then that might have sorted some of the alleviate some of the congestion, the outskirts of yeah. um, seat things. So let's get on with the the, the football. Um, Ipswich Town reverting back to the four four effing two, as many of us suspected after defeat on Wednesday. Five changes. Um, the most notable there, Dave um, Norris coming in for Thomas Holy. Any comments yeah. or thoughts on why that yeah. might be? Yeah, um, bit sort of yeah out of the blue really um 
if I did one one criticism of Holy is he's kicking is not great and uh, you know what i've seen of the, the only once or twice i've seen norris in the um in the in the little leasing.com games is that yeah he's got a banger of a left foot which i think showed yesterday at times although i have subsequently seen people saying oh yeah he's just as crap at kicking but i think the wind had a bit of a a bit of a say in that but yeah. um yeah, and, and obviously give him a run. I mean, you know, looking at Southend, you would have thought that we were confident enough going there to win the game. So if ever there was going to be a, a competitive league game to get him involved with, I suppose that would be the one. True. Um, it's a flat back four with um, Garbett, Chambers, Wolfen and Vincent Young. Um, the midfield for um, Edwards on the left with Scoose Downs and Rowe on the right-hand side. And it's good news, um, James Norwood, after a bit of a cameo against... Um, Rotherham is fit to start alongside Caden Jackson. Um, Mikey, um, that, there's a that's more combative, isn't it, with Downs and Norwood in there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not a massive fan of Cole Skews being in a midfield too, especially with Flynn Downs, who's primarily a defensive midfielder as well. But as Joe pointed out to me when I raised that yesterday in the pub, it does allow Garbutt and Kane Vincent Young to get forward down the flanks, and quite frankly, they're better options down there than our wingers are at the moment. True. And to be fair, um, Skoos, um uh, is going to be subbed at some point in the first half anyway, so mm. an opportunity to see someone else in there with Downs. Uh, let's quickly deal with um, Southend um, under the stewardship of Sol Campbell for the first time and also on his bench, um, Herman mm. Herideson, um yeah. from back in the day. Um, it's a 3-4-1-2 formation, I think, for Southend. Um, Oxley and goal. Um, Dieng, Shaughnessy, Kiernan, back three. Um, Ralph, Milligan, Hutchinson and Buomono, um, who I guess, Dave, um, we talked about. I think you liked straight away. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah two, him and, um, as the game went on, I quite like that Hutchinson. I thought you'd like well. Hutchinson as well. Nice, tidy midfielder, wow. wasn't he? Yeah, um, really good. And then it's, a, it's Simon Cox, who uh, you might know from... I think he was at Reading, Forest. I want to say, and Forest, Forest. is it? Um, yeah, Forest. There we yeah. go. Jump in there, guys. Thank right. you. Um, um, so I think he's just in behind um, Hopper and Humphreys, who has Jack Grealish s socks. Though they're even Jack lower. Grealish socks. He's got the biggest legs I've ever seen on a professional footballer. He's huge. Was His that legs a, are massive? It was a it was a vanity thing, wasn't it, Dave? That's a little bit of kind of showing off, isn't it? What he's doing there. What? I think so, yeah. Roll the socks down, look at my calves. To be be fair, he didn't go for the full Jack Grealish tight short look, but he didn't need to because his legs filled with shorts over in him. He was stacked, wasn't he? Um, Wow. And in uh, Luke Hyam watch news, um, he is only good enough for the bench. So he's, um, I think he's dropped out of the side in recent weeks, Hyam. I I don't know if he's... uh, Shock, I think he has had some injury issues. Oh, he's had injuries. Um, let's get to it, gents, because four minutes in, and I'm going to look to Dave on this one, because I'm sat in the total opposite corner of the stadium. Um, Southend have the ball in the net from a corner. It's, um, I think it's Hutchinson. Oh, it's, it's Hutchinson swings a free kick, isn't it? Um, it's a free t- kick, and it's that Hutchinson. Great delivery. Um, it's Tiernan um, who free, gets up and heads it in. Or, um, yeah, Kiernan, Rob Kiernan, sort of free header, and you think, oh, yeah, okay. Immediately straight away, there's no no complaints or anything. Obviously, no. marginal, very marginal offside. Again, um, there was a, as in Southend, there was a post to my right, which didn't really obscure anything of the pitch, really. But did it obscure on that occasion the linesman and his and his flag. So um, yeah, disallowed pretty much pretty much straight away. However, I don't think the whistle certainly went when that you know we were. It was a bad 
bad defending. You know, a goal to concede, albeit it was disallowed very, very marginal. So I think got away with one there. Yeah, Sol Campbell was not happy about that full time either. Mike, you didn't have a view of that offside, did you? I couldn't. I couldn't tell. I thought bad start again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, did, I can't say I did have a particularly good view of that. From you were the, still trying to get to your seat, weren't you? Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go back to Dave for what happens at eight minutes then. Um, there's a bit of head tennis, a few people getting involved there. I think it's eventually Downs who gets a header to Jackson. And Dave, do you want to take it from here? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's a, well, it's, it comes from their throw. And um, I think um, Wolfenden wins the first header. And then Skews win, which is exactly what we weren't doing against Rotherham, actually. So Wolfenden wins the first header. Skews then gets a very good jump in and wins the second header. It's helped on by... It's a combination. It's helped back, back, back header from uh, Downs. I think Rowe takes a little touch. And really quite clever. You didn't appreciate at the time from Jackson takes one touch which sort of gets a ball at his feet and sort of lofts it's a really clever boy he lofts it really early mm. you know he doesn't let it you know doesn't just lofts it really early between the two defenders and um and for once yeah there's no you know Norwood's onto it and there's no messing about with it you know as we have seen dink try to dink the goalkeeper and miss and try to go round him i mean it's not great from the keeper he's fairly static and it's an easy finish really first time but yeah just what he wants get you know back on the goal trail and um yeah, good a good start after yeah after a shaky first four minutes. I was going to ask you about the keeper there. It seemed to me that he didn't really do much there when he when he actually needs to come out and gather the ball, doesn't he? <laughs> but he needs to come out and do something, even if he moves. Just static, isn't he? As as, as Norwood puts it in, and he doesn't put it in the corner. Right? He just no, he just tucks it past him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, that, so that's, yeah, quite odd. That's Norwood's first goal since um, Shrewsbury, the penalty in August. Um, and Mikey, are you a, are you like Ben? Are you into your WWE? Do you want to talk to us about the Hulk Hogan Jeff? Uh, I'm I'm not, um, but yeah, this this is one that I think you, Rich, and Ben both predicted would would be coming, and it is possibly going to be the last one, um, judging by uh, spoiler alert, the second one. Uh, but yeah, Hulk Hogan uh, again, bit before my time. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I'll keep setting you up. Yeah, yeah I liked it. I like the prop. Um, yeah, good effort. Yeah. Uh, but as you can see from his hairline. Uh, when he does it, these were all recorded weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, I tell you what, the um, there's some going to be some business for that um, hair studio wherever he went to. It's starting to look good. And maybe get see if I can get a ten percent discount off him or something. <laughs> uh, let's move it on, shall we? Have uh, ten minutes. Downs is booked. Um, it's a definite book of this one. Um, quite early for Downs, but he actually, Davey, quite he manages it, manages it quite well for the rest of the match. You kind of fear with Downs when he gets an early booking that really the second well. one might follow. But clear booking, wasn't it? Absolutely outstanding yesterday. And again, you know, Downs something that we just didn't have on Wednesday at all. You know, he was there biting in, you know, dropping on pretty much every second ball. All right, maybe they weren't perhaps the side that and probably not the side that Rotherham are but yeah he made such a difference I thought yesterday 50 minutes um, Boro Mono is down the town left he did quite a lot of this tucking down that side Um, gets a lovely cross which um, Humphreys is trying to get on the end of and he just misses out on it Um, he was definitely the bright spot Mikey um, for them in the first half wasn't he down their number two yeah absolutely yeah they they, I think they've got some decent players south end but they just as a collective, they just—I don't know—they—they they don't. They just seem to be so low on confidence yeah. defensively. They—they they just soft. And they're just giving the ball away in silly areas. But yeah, they—they they did look dangerous getting down the flanks on both sides. I must admit, I didn't learn the the names of the players. But yeah, I 
I'd agree. Yeah, the number two was good. There might be some um, Elvis. Well, I say Elvis was. Yeah, I was, I was chatting to my mate Mark, who was there. Who was there with me yesterday, um, or I was there with him, and um, we were saying that you know you can pluck some bargains there from Southend. You know, there, there's good squad players there that possibly mm. are improvements of what we've got. Or, or as someone behind me said, that Elvis was Vincent Youngish. He called <laughs> yeah. That's a great description. Well, but you get him and maybe First. stick Vincent Young out on the left. You know, it's it's not Vincent you know Youngish. It's on the it rails really, yeah, that. Impre- he impressed me. Apparently, he had a really bad injury last season he was out for some myself and mate you're saying he was out for quite a bit of the season last year mm. um yeah certainly very positive display from him 21 um oxley is quick off his line here to get to the ball before norwood this time but his low clearance um only falls to to danny Rowe here he's got a lot of time dave um but skews a shot wide and with yeah, an empty net just, beckoning. Yeah, he just tries to but yeah, he just tries to hit it first time, doesn't he? And, and yeah, excuse it. I mean I'm a as he said, I quite I was an advocate of getting Roe in the side just to give him a run, but I've got to say these two games he's had hasn't really pressed his claim, has he? It wasn't one for our wide midfielders either of them yesterday, was it? Um no. let's um so twenty eight minutes, Nolan um, replaces Scoos as we've kind of alluded to before um, do we know did anyone either of you see I think it was a head injury that he went down with previously but I don't think it's a head injury that takes him off Mikey is it is it something I else I didn't notice anything oh okay so no I I just assumed that he'd gone off because of the head injury because he's had a few hasn't he so I yeah I thought maybe they'd just decided to protect him on this occasion but yeah, perhaps it was something else. But I think yeah, I heard afterwards back, but... it might be a groin injury, but I, um, really? right. I might he didn't be... get any treat. I never saw him go down and get any treatment. Did no, he? he was quite gingerly walking off. So maybe I've maybe I've made that one up. Um, I've got that if it is, but... if it's if it's a groin, he's tweaked a groin. Then you just, you've got to get off. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to tear it otherwise. Um, and replacement Nolan is kind of quick into the action. I thought he was excellent for us. Mate, um, Nolan, I thought he, his best game. I mean. Yes, first away game I've seen this season. It's the best game I've seen Nolan have. I thought he was excellent, you know, buzzing around, little first time, clever, clever little balls between the lines and stuff. I thought he was very, very good and made real difference when yeah, he, he came on. Well, 31 yeah. minutes, he's, um, he's had a, a firm shot, which Oxley is not for the first time, spills a shot out into his six-yard box. It's Jackson who is following up, and um, he's down quick to save it at his feet. Um, 38 minutes Humphrey just wipes Edwards out you know in, in the kind of a 2019 <laughs> VAR legs. era um, it's not too dissimilar from Bertrand's red card for Southampton I, I didn't know whether it was two-footed I suspect it isn't um, wasn't. but he's a bit of a he's lunging in there uncontrolling if you ask me endangering an opponent but it's only again I think card. the ref gave him perhaps a little bit of a pass I know it's a yellow but a little bit of a pass because it took the perhaps conditions into into some um, yeah, yeah, consideration for Southampton as well that day wasn't it you well, know? true um, 45 minutes we're just before half time here um, Garbert with an, a nice corner here finds Norwood kind of deep at the far post heads it back across goal Chambers rises highest but can only glance his head just wide and that is half time um, Mikey your thoughts on um, how Ipswich had fared we were 1-0 up maybe 2 there but never really utterly convincing were we? No it, it, it really reminded me of the first half at Gillingham actually um, in that yeah you You'd, you'd kind of look at it and say, yeah, we, we did create a couple of openings and we were always going to score at least one of those three good chances that we had. But, yeah, looking shaky at the back, still suspects with, with crosses. Uh, we didn't dominate possession. Uh, but you could just see that the quality of players on show in our team is just better than the opposition. <laughs> We've been saying it all season. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I but... think if you if you look at it as well, the keeper didn't have a save to make, did he? Norris. No. No. no that's true. And da- and, and Davis, another game potentially, and we'll come on more on, onto this in the in the and the second half, where again the opposition is kind of giving us a bit of a helping hand here. Um, well, it is. I mean, I think this goes back to I, think I was saying on the pod on on Thursday. I remember we called it. You know, the, 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 what I've seen in in League One, a lot of these teams they just got nothing in the final third. You know, they play mm. quite nice football. South End did again. You know, mm. we got the ball wide, the Elvis wide and stuff, and you know some good balls in the box, but it's just there's just, just no. You know, let's say very, very weak. No, nothing, no. Yeah. Um, second half, um, I mean, I've not got a huge amount of notes to about sort of 60 minutes onwards. Southend did start the second half a lot better. Again, it's mainly crosses and corners. There's quite a lot of, a lot of succession of corners, wasn't there? But again, it generally feels, it falls to a, to Chambers or... Uh, Wolfen, it was excellent in the air, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was, yeah. yeah very uh, good. And we, we dealt with a lot of that without a huge amount of effort. Um, 49 though Vincent Young is kind of caught up the field and loses possession Jackson has to take a yellow card to stop the counter attack um, but yeah that was kind of Southend's moment there the, the, their, um, Mikey you were probably hearing a lot more from the kids to your right in the South End end at the start of that second half but they start to fade don't they it's um, uh, it's 58 guard but low free kick beats the wall but just hits the side netting Dave did you were you cheering that one from where you I were must admit, I was a bit because obviously from where my view of that one that was the net was bulging that was in but oh, Mikey you weren't having that way we that nah, was, you can, no no you, great view of a, that a good effort though all the same because in, in the in the wet that is how you want to be hitting those free kicks nice and low especially with that keeper spilling everything yep um, yeah. he hit another one I don't know if you're even going to mention it but he hit another one from about 30 yards oh, yeah, 10 minutes to, later and it just sailed over he tried to go near post in a year yeah, that is not on my notes but yeah it wasn't noteworthy I'd say Rich no. um, Vincent Young 60 minutes Vincent Young is going to limp off or um, not looking happy um, he's replaced by Wilson it's Wolfenden who goes out to right back which I thought was a shame Mikey for Wolfenden because I thought he was quite dominant at centre back he was good with the ball when he needed to be but excellent in the air no mucking about. Yeah. Your thoughts on absolutely. On that? Yeah, a little, a little bit of a shame for him, but at the same time, it's another string to his bow that he can play in that right back position. And I think well. he, yeah, and he, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that if you asked him, he'd rather be playing centre back. But if he can, he can pretty much nail on a starting spot, even in the rotation, if he can play in two different positions, especially if. Vincent Young is struggling with injuries. Yeah, it wasn't a good day for him either, Mikey. Was it, Vincent Young? No. It, Do we think he's not fit yet and he's been rushed back? I think he's feel like he may have been, yeah, because that's the position that we don't really have anyone else, do we? So, yeah, I feel like perhaps he has been rushed in a little bit and it takes some players a little bit longer to get their eye in again after they've come back from injury. It's a 10-day break and, for him though, Dave. And again, yeah, if he's feeling it again, knowing there's a 10-day break, yeah, even though it was only 1-0 at the time, yeah, get best get him off. Like, if it is, you know, feeling that groin again yeah he's got to get off um, 67 minutes Rowan Edwards um, I've made a note of this just for interest there's no incident here um, but for the first time in the match they actually switched sides um, it wasn't really happening for either of them I think Edwards probably the, the weaker of the two on the left hand side Row wasn't really happening for him I was kind of thinking it. you know when when your wingers aren't working your wide midfielders aren't working it's worth just switching it around to see if they have Edwards. more joy but Edwards did one really great bit of play. That must have been in front of you when he sort of gets the ball. That was wide left second half. Oh, I've got. I think so, I might come to that in a sec. Oh, okay. um, Thought you'd missed it. I was just going to because what I'm going to say next is that there's that switch. 
for the first time and for the last time. They swap back, but Judge is on for Rowe. Um, I think me, uh, Mark and um, me were both sort of suggesting that Edwards was going to go off, but it's Rowe who goes off. Judge comes mm. on and he's straight into it first, straight away. Um, he intercepts the ball there, sets, um, I think, gets, gives the ball to Nolan. He sets Jackson away. He gets down the right-hand side. Um, his cross hits the defender's foot, ricochets off the other defender and is saved by the keeper. Um, so a close chance there, but a minute later, this is the chance I think. Dave Edwards is down the left, cuts in, and he curls really shot well. around the keeper. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. Look, look quite close. I, mean, I don't know how close that was, but it does really well. I think he wins the ball and then sort of he does that move. He's got sort of like twists inside out and then um, yeah, brings it inside. Looked a really good effort that. I think he's got it's an unhappy a... Norwood and Jackson looking for a cross there. By the way, um, I think he's got every yeah. right. I think yeah. he's got every Norwood, right Norwood was livid about that yeah. one. He was absolutely livid. But the, I think the diff, the main difference between Edwards and Rowe yesterday up to this point was Edwards' touch just wasn't there. Mm. A couple of times, just a, mm. a fairly strong pass comes out to him and he just miscontrols it. And as a winger, you can't do that. You should have one of the best touches on the pitch as a wide midfielder. And it just and that's that's a confidence thing because Edwards does have good technique and he does have a good touch. Um, the, the usual criticism is he runs into cul-de-sacs, but. Yeah, it, he didn't even give himself the chance to do that a lot yesterday because of his first touch just wasn't there at all. Yeah, he, he looked a little bit low on confidence and positionally as well. I think he either drifted in inside a little bit and sometimes Garbert definitely got ahead of him as well. And well, 70 minutes, Mikey. Um, Garbert is going to um, start a chain reaction that leads to a goal. Do you want to talk us through Garbert's lung-bursting run down the left? <laughs> well, yeah, well... Funnily enough, as I talk about Edwards' touch, he actually exchanges a nice couple of passes here with John Nolan in the middle. And then it goes out to Garbutt. And yeah, he really does thrust forward with some real purpose. But he's in danger there actually running into himself. And he put ball down and it ricochets off a defender. And it couldn't have fallen any better for... It couldn't fall any better for Jackson down the left. And from there, he's excellent because he gets to the byline and he actually has a look and sees where Norwood is, plays it back, perfect weight of pass. And Norwood, again, this is what he's good at. When he doesn't have time to think, just sees where the goal is and just guides it into the corner. I think with his left foot, um, excellent finish. A, a really nice goal from a Jackson and Norwood perspective. Obviously, it was a little bit messy. Um, but yeah, good to see Garbert using his athleticism down the the left, although he was a little bit lucky that the ball found Jackson as it did. Yeah, yeah, and and lovely finish, Dave, wasn't it? As Mikey oh, said, kind of swept finish. into the corner, wasn't it? Class finish, really good from Jackson, though. As Mikey said, you know, you could easily just, you know, not panic, but yeah, panic a bit and just flash that one across the box and have a lash at it. But he has that little look, which is very clever, and that's yeah, a great finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and Nor Norwood as well, not not flying into the, no. the passes it, strokes in, it in between. No, I mean. The, the movement from Norwood, he, he hung back. He went where the space was rather than flying in with the two centre-backs. I mean, one of them was probably dragged out of position. But anyway, he got himself into the position where he could get a clean shot if the ball came to him. It was an excellent bit of forward play from both of them. Yep. Yeah, it was. Yep. I mean, five minutes later, guys, um, you know, Ipswich are uh, pushing home the advantage at this point. Um, Dave, it's a, a short corner that for once oh. in its life works. Oh. Alan Judge, quick. Looks up, finds yeah, Garber. You know um, I, yeah. I thought Judge was more effective in the last 20 minutes of play. All right, perhaps you're coming on against a tiring side than, than I've seen him in some 90 minutes, to be fair. I really, he really did look sharp. Um, 
Yeah, he's, he's quite busy as a corner down the right. He's quite... Um, Gar, um, Garber obviously comes as he takes all the set pieces, comes jogging across. Great think, great quick thinking. Judge puts a ball down, spots Garber. Garber looks like he's going to shape to in swing it with his left foot, drops his shoulder, passes it inside, downs, you'd think, gets a call from Nolan. Clever little dummy. Nolan, right foot, side foot. Yeah, okay, effort. Plenty of power. Keeper who didn't hold... Bless him. He didn't hold anything all day. Can only parry it. And I've got to say, Jackson, proper striker's instinct there. First on it, lashes it in 3-0. And I made a note, he's also done that against, I think, Tranmere at home from a garbage free kick, I think. Obviously, Fleetwood away from a garbage yeah. free kick. So he's showing proper, you know, six-yard box striker's instinct there, which is which is great. And he deserved a great game for him. You know, Jackson, two assists and a goal. I was going to say, Mikey, um, it's, it's a similar goal to the Fleetwood and one just the opposite side. Um, but as David said, um, he was he was one of the pick yesterday, wasn't he, Caden Jackson? Very good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's he's not a high-quality player on the ball, but he's beginning to show some smart movement. And it's not a coincidence that it's him that's getting there, snapping up these chances. He's, he's obviously thinking about it and he's always on the move when one of his teammates is having a shot. It was good to see Nolan taking some shots as well. It's more often than not, he'll he'll choose to shift a short pass inside, but he looked full of confidence yesterday, oh, Nolan, was, which was, was really good. Nolan was really good. I mean, some of the, you was, know, just little first-time balls, just, you know, keeping the move going and, you know, between the lines. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent yesterday. No, he just looked a cut above any other player, and certainly on their midfield, he looked a cut above Nolan. I'm going to... Well, we'll come back. I've, I've got a few points on on Nolan and, and Downs as a midfield pair, but I'll come back to them in the end. Um, let's just finish this off because it's not it's not a classic after this point. It's three 0 but it's which kind of doze a little bit. Um, Norris has a save to make finally a proper save. I think it's a double effort from Humphreys. Um, second one's kind of a low one down at his feet. Eighty two actually. Ipswich have another chance for fourth, and it's Alan Judge. Um, and this is really close. This is a low firm shot that just pings yeah, wide of the goal. Um, right, that have wrapped yeah, that it up really nice. nicely for him because yeah, I thought Judge shame. deserved it um, for a second half cameo. But a minute later, um, it's 3-1. I, I'll talk through this if anyone feel free to chip in. Um, it's uh, Hutchinson, I think, who finds Ralph out on the left. Um, he's got plenty of time, Ralph, to, to find a cross here. He just about keeps the ball in play but loops a high cross in. I'm not sure really what happens here. I don't know if there's a miscommunication, but it seems to bounce up at Chambers. Um, who can't really deal with it, and it's Emile Aqua who taps in his first senior goal. Couldn't really miss from about two yards out, and it's 3-1, 83 minutes. Um, it's not really um, comeback mode for Southend, um, but annoying not to keep a clean sheet, Dave. Um, I guess yeah, if you're was, Norris, you're a bit so pissed off about that. Yeah, it took the shine off it, really. It was a horrible sort of goal, wasn't it? Just a sort of ball came in. I think Chambers perhaps gets a bit caught underneath it with one of their attackers. And yeah, he can't really miss. He taps it in, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, not a great... You know, shame. Yeah, you say, you say shame he didn't keep this clean sheet, but and, job done. And there's not too much um, more to happen after that. One, one thing that was to um, crop up uh, in my mind, Mikey, was um, another thing that Jackson was excellent at yesterday was... The ball over the top or around the side, he'd keep it up uh, in near their penalty area, win throws, win free kicks, win corners. I thought he was really excellent at that in the last 10 minutes, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he seems to be maturing and I'm not sure who's doing the coaching on the training field, but Jackson's starting to look like a player. Certainly not a striker that can play up front on his own. It's not that sort of intelligence. But yeah, he, there's good signs there and 
I must admit, I, I, I didn't really see this coming from Jackson this season from what I saw last year. I just thought he was a player that snatched at chances and didn't really appear to have much of a much of a football brain. I, maybe that's a little bit harsh but because of the team that he was in. But yeah, he's really impressed me. He, he works his socks off as mm. well. And another good sign was that foul he did in the first half, which he did mention. I mean, that was almost the complete forwards performance from him yesterday, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, Dave, and Joe's quite, he's been an advocate, I think he might have talked to you about it on Thursday, about them as maybe a future for him as part of a three, as a, a wide forward. Yeah, Do you see he runs that? A cha- he runs the channels really well, doesn't he? That's where I think he's improved. And don't forget, <clears throat> you know, we got him from that level where he'd scored, what, 16 goals for Accrington? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So, look, you know, he's found his level, you know, he's obviously improving I think I agree Mikey maturing as a as a player and it helps I suppose when you play with someone as experienced with as as, as Norwood is you know 4-4 F in 2 is back is this a kind of a reset a recalibration after a two match losing streak or is this the future <sighs> I don't know I don't know I mean South End I mean if ever there was a game to have after losing two and getting back to winning ways um, that was it yesterday albeit you know you know you they're a point of Campbell and Horidison and stuff. Oh Christ, here we go. They're going to get the manager bounce, but they were pretty. They were pretty. A couple of players aside, they were fairly average, weren't they? So mm-hmm. not a bad, um, not a bad, not a bad game to have. But yeah, we looked solid again. You know, should we be cutting out more of these balls into our box and stuff? I, I, I don't know really. But yeah, that's the only time they we looked under any sort of pressure, really, as you said. Mikey, do you see a future for the Downs Nolan? Midfield, where if we're going to go for a four-four-two or um, even a four-three-three, well, maybe, but four-four-two. Do you like Downs and Nolan as a pair? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. Um, but I just think if if Skews and Downs are both fit, they're they're probably going to play, aren't they? Um, but yeah, if 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 Skews or or Downs are unavailable, then yeah, I think Nolan complements both of them quite well. I mean. Emmy Hughes might have something to say about about that as well. I True. I still feel like we need to get him in the team somewhere. But yeah, um, in that four four two, yeah, I think Nolan proved yesterday that he is a suitable partner for for Downs, and I'm sure he probably would be for Skews as well. So he's, there's a good chance. Well, there's a good chance Nolan starts against Rochdale in ten days' time because that was um, fifth yeah. booking for Downs. Yeah, big miss. Big um, miss. So yeah, but it definitely it, I, there wasn't a coincidence that Downs and Nor would come in the team, Dave, and. There's a little oh. bit more bite to our attack. Oh, definitely. As I said, Downs, Downs was magnificent yesterday, I thought. It was just a difference, absolutely, totally different. Every second ball, he seemed to be there, or we seemed to land on it. There was more bite in there, and I think Joe said, or, or someone said about the ball, maybe it's been Mikey, you know, he's just brave, a lot braver with the ball, neat and tidy on the ball. He's telling you what, he's turning into a very, very big player for us, Flynn Downs. Mm. Absolutely <laughs> is. And it helps with Norwood. Norwood's... He's clever, isn't he? He's, oh, he's busy as well, isn't he, Norwood? Uh, and Mikey, he's, 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 he does a lot of running around to chase the ball down when the ball is around their penalty area, isn't he? And and uh, maybe we lacked that the last few weeks. Yeah, and he, he's just got a really good football brain, James Norwood. Uh, he, he's just got such a good understanding. His movement is good. We always seem to just get more chances when he's on the pitch. And that, I mean, that can't be a coincidence, really, can it? He... Yeah, he does miss one-on-ones, but there's more to being a striker than one-on-ones. That, I mean, the fact that he misses those one-on-ones might suggest why he is down down League One and why he's been even lower than that. But the hunger's there, the desire's there, and I, don't, it's, it's, I, I get the impression that some of our 
don't love him. They maybe don't like his cockiness. It's not mm. very Ipswich, is it? But I think we need a bit of that in the team. Oh, and yeah, yeah we we look a different outfit with James Norwood in the team. He's a focal point, and I think he's worth having there even when he's not scoring. Agreed. I think I think you get a lot more um, of that. The press and forcing the opposition into mistakes that you know. And he must be horrible to play. Exactly right. And he's I think that's mobile, he's we, got a mobile Joe Garner, isn't he? He's horrible yeah. to play. And we've and we've said for quite a while, you know, before he arrived, that we're all a little, we were a little too nice, weren't we? So yeah. yeah. So good to see him back, and good to see him scoring goals again as well. I was going to ask you about your sense of whether it was a dominant performance or not. But I'll save that for the questions, which we'll crack on with now. Um, let's take these in the order that I um, read them on Twitter. Um, Tim Pashley, I mate Tim. Um, squad rotation, Dave. What is the difference between Lambert's current rotation principle and Paul Hurst's team picked by Guinevere? To coin a phrase from Joe Fares. Well, I think I think you can just get. It's a standard we're playing at now. You can get away with it now, can't you? And I think, as Mikey said earlier, we have got looking at the squad of players we've got. We've just got better players. <laughs> yeah, really, we really have than um, than most. That certainly, I'd say, on a ninety percent of the other squads. So, yeah, it's it's far easier to do that to do that now. And the players should be good enough to play in any sort of system how he wants them set up. To be fair. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a big difference. You know, you, you can't get away with doing that in the championship. Tim Pashti, uh, Tim's point was um, that he, he kind of got the sense that Hurst was rotating or doing Guinevere because he hadn't got a Scooby-Doo what he was doing, whereas Lambert has got a massive score that needs to keep happy. Is that is that yeah. fair as well? Yes, I think there's something in that, yeah. 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 Um, Mikey, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'll ask you it um, nonetheless. Dommy Boy 79 is it now Downs? And another midfielder, probably Nolan in his view, um, in midfielder pos- uh, as opposed to Scoose, um, if we're going for a two. Um, nothing against Scoose, he says. Um, he's happy within the team. But yeah, we, do you want to talk about this a little bit more, this midfield battle <clears throat> in the two? Or do you think we need to go back to a three? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
I don't know. Well, f- f- first of all, I think yeah, if it is a two, then I think Downs is he's more mobile. Um, Skews has had an excellent season so far, but we know where his ceiling is in the team. Um, Downs has got so much potential, and he's starting to be more positive with the ball as well because that that would maybe be a criticism of him in the past. Whereas Skews has been very positive with the ball at times this season. Um, but you know, it's hard because Skews has been so good this season. He does so much good off the ball. But we've got to get Hughes in there and we've got to try and get Nolan in there as well. And maybe that does mean that it, it, I would like to see three in the middle. But at the same time, I'm not a big fan of our wingers, really. I think that's a position that we're not particularly strong in. Lambert doesn't seem to be having Giorgio. Um, no. He, um, it might be that he doesn't think he can defend or it might just be that he's reluctant to play him as much as the others because he's on loan. But, yeah, I still feel like Lambert just sees it as every game is just horses for courses. It, he's just going to he's gonna change the lineup depending on yeah. who, if we've got a game in a couple of days and who we're playing against and where. Uh, I don't think there's ever at any point this season going to be a cut-and-dry formation or midfield partnership because we're strong in that position and we're just going to keep chopping and changing. And yeah, it's, it might not be, it might not be pretty sometimes. And sometimes we might end up with a quite disjointed team, but we're top of the league. It does seem (laughs) to kind of be working at the moment in league one. Um, That isn't the, the be all and end all. Obviously we need to be looking at building something for next season. And chances are in the championship next season, skews won't be, as involved so yeah perhaps it should be downs and another or downs and two others i mean for me i mean you know look at it who'd have thought it downs for me now is probably first name on the team sheet mm. honestly he's that important to us now he really well, has is, nolan found his way to be the second name in at least the midfield area now yeah i mean i liked it i liked it yeah i mean you've got to take into context who the, the game yesterday and who we True. were playing and True. you know they just come off a tanking and the christ they've had you know two of their whether those the two that got sent off the other night the straight reds were I assume they're regular starters I don't know you know I don't know so I think you've got to put it in the context a bit but yeah I thought we just looked really good Nolan was really good when he came on and a lot more mobile than 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 Cole Skew so yeah, yeah but I agree second. with Mikey I'd, I'd have Hughes in the team every day of the week if you can fit him <laughs> in and and Judge you know Judge again Judge was really encouraging again it's only the last 20 minutes again look at the context of who we're playing but yeah like I said I thought I thought he did really well yep. you've got to get the team as well surely yeah well um, Dave I'm going to ask you this one there's, there's a, th- a massive old thread that goes with this question about XG if anyone's interested <laughs> Here in we having, go. having a nerd fest hang on isn't that <laughs> is there another word that comes after XG? Anyway, go on. No, no. It begins with B, ends in S. Yeah, Sorry, Mike, no, no, Mikey, we're going to keep it, we'll keep it family on. friendly. Um, super friends. Uh, back to Eddie Ways, but we continue to win games whilst um, not looking particularly fluid. Fluent. Sorry, not fluid. Fluent or convincing. Should we be worried about this or is this characteristic of a promotion side? Um, Dave, your thoughts on... Yeah, there was spells yesterday... Where we weren't in it, and we've had, we haven't. I think we talked about this again on Thursday. We haven't really put in a ninety-minute performance yet. Are we, is that never going to happen? And we I should be. I'm, not, I'm just not sure in this. Or we not I, think, I just yet. think we'll we'll always have enough to maybe not have to do that. Obviously, we're going to, you know, we're going to come on and play sides like the form side, Oxford are the form side at the moment, aren't they? And you're looking at, obviously, we've got to play Peterborough again, and and you know, and teams like that, but. 
to, you know, I'm fine with that. I, I really am fine with that because I think we can just do enough. We've, we're, we're good enough to, to win these games. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's a conundrum. I know Ben. I know Ben scratches his head every every time he sees us because he said, we really that good? But then you say, well, we're top. Yeah. Okay. Do we need to be? It's an I think maybe we're spoiled by the Burley era where we, we absolutely destroyed teams, didn't we? We teams, didn't um, we? And I don't think it's going to be like that this season, is it? You know? No, I don't I don't think so. No. I Long may the winning so. continue without having to play particularly well, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, Mikey, uh, Tom Agate, um, have we underestimated Norwood's importance? Lost the only two games he hasn't started. Yeah, absolutely. I think as soon as Norwood went a few games without scoring... Um, our fans seem to not everyone obviously but our fans seem to underestimate him completely because yeah he was brought in to be a goal scorer but he's also there to bring our other attacking players in um, and he's, he's a focal point he's a physical presence yes he doesn't doesn't win every header up there but he'll get you probably 30% up against big centre-halves which isn't bad um, and he does take chances he doesn't take one-on-ones, but he takes other chances and he, he can score with his head. He can score a variety of different goals. Um, yeah, I think his importance was underestimated because take him out of the team and you've got Will Keane, who's been injured loads. Um, don't know how fit he is yet. He's obviously still adjusting to playing with different players, but Jackson can't play up front on his own. So he's vitally important. Mm. absolutely massively important to us um, Matthew Noble asks um, was the Ipswich Town Simpsons GIF tweet in response to Leicester v Southampton social media genius I'd say yeah it is I, I think it was inspired by some other social media genius um, just preceded it Matthew so it's a great question and if you haven't um, don't know what Matthew's talking about have a look for my Twitter feed from Friday <laughs> at about 9.55 um, Ian Davies um, slow ball um, is Holy set for a stint of bench warming um, and if so has he been unlucky that Downs Wilson Norris return <laughs> coincides with the chance for Norris yeah he has isn't he? <laughs> he has yeah when he put it like that yeah um, difficult to tell after yesterday because like I said he didn't have a shot to save. I don't think the goal was particularly his fault. He didn't have a shot to save, did he? Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Holy was straight back in next game. It was um, Lambert said that it was because Norris had trained well in, in training and he wanted to give him a thumbs up and say, well done for... Is it? Okay, you mentioned like, it was the opposition, didn't you? I mean, is, is it, yeah, do you expect Holly to come back in? If there was a game to have it, I mean, next game's what Rochdale or what? It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, tough one. Yeah, I don't know. Be interest, be, be an interesting one. I mean, didn't who was it? Didn't McCarthy do a little bit of that with in his last season with Gherkin and Bart? Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Although, yeah. Well, we obviously, yeah. So there's a, there's another question here, Dave. I'll come back to you on this one as well. FBL Tractor, do you think Wolves have been pressurising us to play Norris? Well, I'm sure they expected more than EFL Trophy games. Good point. There's that. There's that also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could well be. Yep. Um, Benjamin Area, Mikey. Um, how much could this win do for our confidence? Um, and how good do we look going forward? Um, I don't know if that's a hyper, uh, a rhetorical question. How about the confidence, Mikey? Because the two wins kind of shook everyone a little bit this week, didn't they? There was a lot of everyone was quite down Please. after Rotherham. Um, is is a win against South End? I think Mullet's kind of got a question of similar vein to that. Does does this really mean much against South End? Is it Rochdale? Is that the real quiz? Yeah, Rochdale is the 
is the real quiz. They've tossed um, a copper kettle over a pub. What have you done? Yeah, drinks at six. <laughs> uh, game starts at half 7. human, half Vulcan. Sorry, Mikey, continue. Lager, sometimes cider. Bray Bentos. So, yeah, it, it's massive for confidence in mm. that just how bad would it have been for confidence and morale if we had have not won? So even if we'd have drawn that game, maybe even come from behind, we'd be saying, well, we've, we've lost to Accrington and we got dominated at home by Rotherham. And then we went to bloody South End and failed to win. Confidence would have been rocked, wouldn't it? Um, so, yeah, it's massive for confidence in that we avoid of get of not picking up a good result rather than building loads of confidence from winning 3-1 at south end because obviously other teams have beaten them by a few more but but yeah hopefully the the link up between jackson and norwood as well that that will build confidence going forward and yeah we do look we do look pretty exciting going forward um when, with judge coming on and nolan in the middle sort of making nice passes in the final third um so yeah it's 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 not it's not brilliant this season but it it's quite fun to watch in periods, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I, you kind of link it back to the 90-minute the performances as well. I think we just kind of need to get used to... I don't think any of us know what to expect out of this League One season. And I, I think trying to imprint our expectations from pre previous years, I don't think oh, it's going to work. So let's win every match we can and bounce back as quickly as possible. You know, that's basic isn't it stuff isn't it so we've done that and let's hope these two games is a blip and you know there'll be the other there'll be more as the season goes on but hopefully it's it's um not important games like um wickham on the first of january on the sky you know we need to start beating some of the teams at the top end of the table mm. don't we having drawn against peterborough sunderland and, and lost to rotherham so um ITFC Mark talking of other teams in um, and talking of Wickham and what the hell has suddenly turned Wickham into a decent side Dave um, are you concerned about Oxford's recent run of form um, and what's your end of season top six well we might come back to the end of top season top six we've got a mailbag show next week so that might be a good one for that um, are you worried about Wickham or Oxford is it about what we do Dave <laughs> I don't know, I think Wickham, uh, Wickham have got a very, very good manager, always like that Ainsworth, and what he's done there is absolutely brilliant, let's face it, isn't it? Um, and there's talk of them getting new own American I owners. Happened. I think the ownership yeah. change has happened. That's happened, has it? So uh, the fans be, have got I mean... a 25% stake in the club still, I think, as well. Okay, so watch, yeah, watch out, you know, watch out for that. Yeah, Oxford, obviously, other, other current form side, and obviously Peterborough scoring goals for fun. So, look, teams are always going to do Teams always, you know, teams around you are always gonna, you know, gonna have victories and hit streaks of form. We've just got to keep steady, keep picking up the points, and um, yeah, stay, stay in those top top two positions. Craig Finch, on Wickham, it, it's continuity as well in a playing style. Yeah, they've had the, they've had the same manager for a few years, and on top of that continuity and that playing style, they seem to have really good team spirit. They score loads of late goals. They get points at places where you think, oh, that's a really tough place to go. And they always seem to come away with something. They're not brilliant. Um, but, yeah, they've also got momentum from last season. Because if you remember, they were in real trouble. And they just kept winning towards the end of the mm. season and stayed up. And, uh, yeah, we've got to play them at home before uh, we go there on New Year's Day. I think we've got them on a Tuesday night next month. Um, that's definitely going to be a tough game. Because they're going to be well up for that uh, Portman Road. 
and they've got and they've still got Akin Fenwa to bring off the bench <laughs> always, uh, yeah entertaining 26th of November Mikey I didn't know about that I was looking through the home games in November because there's not too many um, so mm. I might have to go home for a Tuesday night that might be fun um, yeah Craig Fincham asks about Cadbury's Orange Twirls. I can confirm that Cadbury's Orange Twirls are as taste exactly as you expect them to be. Um, but chocolate oranges are also available from Rawlinson's. Um, we've talked about um, Crab Walk asks about Thomas Holly. I think we've done that. Um, Jack Berham asks a similar question about getting back to winning ways. Um, Harry Butcher, Dave, how on earth has Judge not scored yet? Do you think he's going to... He's going to get running the team now, Judge, because you mentioned he had a good second half coming. He had a good shot. I think so. He? I think he will because I don't think Rowe and I don't think Danny Rowe and um, and Guion Edwards sort of cover themselves in too much glory yesterday. So I think yeah, I think he'll get. I think he'll be in for um, he'll be in for the Rochdale game, and he's probably sort of the guy that you know he'll get one and he'll go on a little run and I get two or three more before Christmas or something like that. It's just what he needs. He's unfortunately Garbutt's good at the set pieces. A... Go on, Mikey. Sorry, no, I was just going to say, do you reckon we could play a front three of Norwood with Jackson on the left and Judge on the Ooh. right or vice versa? Mm. And then and then get bodies in the, the midfield, Downs, Nolan and Hughes, perhaps. Right, that, oh. Actually, Downs can't oh. play next week. Oh. That would be tasty, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be tasty, yeah. Oh, I'm loving that, Mikey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Amber Redman also asked about um, um, my Twitter. Um, I refer to the previous answer. Um, Chris Hodges asks about Norris. I think we've done that. James Houston, can we start the promotion party again now? I think we'd all say, I think especially Dave, don't count your chickens. Yeah, I think so. There'll be a lot more twists. There's always twists and turns, you know, injuries, suspensions, key players, as we've found already to our cost in the last you know, couple of weeks. So, yeah. Hopefully steer clear of those. We should be all right, I should say. Um, Mike asks us about no game on Saturday, whether we should be worried about being rusty. Mikey, another kind of international break situation. Well, this is Berry's. We should have been playing Berry this weekend coming up, shouldn't we? Are you worried Are you worried about us having another spell without a match? Or it comes around quite quickly the Tuesday, doesn't it? Too fast? Yeah. Uh, we do struggle, don't we? But in, in these situations, but with... Vincent Young going off injured and Skews going off injured are taken into account the fact that Downs can't play. And Rochdale, who have they got on Saturday? Have they got an away game? Do you know? You've got that in front of you. Now you're testing me. They, Rochdale, are are home to Bristol Rovers. Okay. Yes. Hopefully they'll take a little bit out of them. Um, And it might work in our favour next Tuesday. Rochdale, oh no. Anyway, sorry. You were saying about Rochdale, Mikey, sorry. You hope the the Bristol Rovers take a chunk. Oh out. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, that was a good thought. That could potentially work in our in our favour, and maybe it will be a different mindset because it isn't an international break this time, so we can sort of break that bit of a break hoodoo, if you call it that. <laughs> um, Tony Stoughton asks about um, Flynn Downs. I think we've dealt with that, and let's end with this one from Nathan Beals. After fourteen league games, is there a town player that you think has been underrated? So far this season, Un- underrated. Underrated. Do we think well, Norwood I, falls into that category? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I yeah. think Norwood. Because um, yeah. I hate, I hate it when people say players are overrated, um, when everyone seems to be criticising them. Um, but I feel like Norwood actually went from maybe being our most overrated player when everyone was loving the goals and gifts at the start of the season. Yeah. So then everyone was slagging. Him. Well, not everyone, but a few people were slagging him off. And he sort of became underrated, and we only really realised how good he was when he wasn't in the team. Yeah. Um, 
overrated. Uh, I'm going to say Wilson. I think Ooh. he's just he's just head it and kick it, and that's fine. But some people have been talking about Wilson like he's the next best thing. For me, he's a and this isn't this isn't necessarily a bad thing in League One. In fact, it's a very good thing. He's a poor man's Christoph Berra. He can't kick the ball. But yeah, he can head it. So he to be fair to, to Nathan, he, he didn't ask about overrated players, Mikey. So it feels like you've just used that as an opportunity to have a rant about. Awesome. <laughs> I, I think he. Are you sure? I'm sure I saw this. <laughs> yeah, he did. To be fair, you've, yeah. you've obviously done your prep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just say you wouldn't hear one or the other. <laughs> well, I edited the question because we're running out. We're we're running over time a little bit. Andre Dazelle. As underrated, yeah. Dave, or overrated? Absolutely. That's completely underrated. Okay. That's a good shout. Um, that's the end of the questions, gents. Should we do a quick rundown of the other results? There was a couple of price moments. Lincoln and Lincoln v. Bolt and Tramed Doncaster were rained off. Um, I'll do these in alphabetical order. Feel free to chip in with any additions. Um, Accrington nil, Gillingham one. So Accrington go from Ipswich beating one week to two defeats out of two. Um, albeit one of those against Peter. Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth. That was a late equaliser for Bristol Rovers. Um, and Portsmouth still stuttering somewhat. Yeah. Um, Burton nil, Blackpool nil. Fleetwood won, MK Dons nil. Fleetwood still excellent at home despite a recent defeat to Ipswich. Aforementioned Oxford, who on a bit of a charge. 3-0 winners over Rochdale. Peterborough out of jail here. Um, Two-all draw with Coventry. Again, in last-minute drama. A lovely goal from Max Biamu. Scissor kick. Can I mention they, they wore that kit, didn't they? They did they the two game, two-tone, yeah. Uh, 40, so that's celebrating 40 years of two-tone, isn't it? Since yeah, two-tone yeah. was obviously before your time. My mic is thinking, what the hell are they on it's about? a little bit before so, my time as well, Dave. Before your time as well, obviously, Sorry. yeah. So 40 years since Jerry Dammers of the specials formed two-tone in Coventry, hence the kit. What a magnificent kit that is. Yeah, All of their kits are beautiful, aren't they? Humble. This year. Well, I don't yeah. know. I think the brown one, going again, before no, your this, time. No, this season, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the poo brown yeah, ones are so good. Um, they are very, yeah, they're very, very nice. I definitely recommend everyone look and look at Coventry's uh, second goal. I think it is, and this is a kick. Rotherham again go from Ipswich beating one day to Wickham defeating or losing to Wickham. Uh, the next a one 0 defeat. Um, Wickham on a charge. Wickham doing well. Um, Sunderland spiky again. Wonder Parky. Shrewsbury one. Sunderland nil. And that is your League One results. Um, having a quick nose at the league table, Ipswich are top on goal difference, four goals over Wickham, who are second. Then there's a two-point gap to Peterborough, and then Fleetwood on 26, um, and Oxford and Coventry make up the rest of the top six. Um, down the bottom, South End are well adrift after their defeat to us. They are, but they have a <laughs> ten-point advantage over Bowen. <laughs> You're on minus five now. Um, after their win against, um, I think they beat Rochdale as well, didn't they, um, on Tuesday. And the extrapolation, yeah. if anyone's interested, I don't think we've done the extrapolation for a while. We're still having more than two points a game, guys. 2.14 points per game, which um, leads to a 94.16 points tally come the end of the season over 44 games. Um, anything to add on League One? Anything to add on League Table or extrapolate, gents? Or should we crack or we play your stats right? Let's end on a high, shall we? Crack on. Do we, uh, do we, have, do we still have a game in hand on Peterborough? We have a game in hand over uh, Wickham. Wickham and Peterborough. Yeah. Yep. Good shout, Mikey. Um, play your stats right. So this is part two of my 
Um, mileage from Pullman Road um, stats challenge. I've got the one decimal point to make the Renegade Statman happy. Um, so we would start with Accrington um, last time around because um, South End is the shortest mileage of um, any of our away trips this season, despite the fact it feels like a bit of a bitch to get to. It's a real pain to get out of as well, Dave, it's isn't it? The, the A13. Not, oh, if you, not, if you, not if you wait. If you go back in the lounge, oh, if you have, have a another, few, have, a, have another soft, sorry, soft drink, and a port and a cigar, about yeah, quarter seven, get on the chopper. Um, uh, so fifty-six point nine miles to Southend from Portman Road. Um, so I will give you the the next team is MK Dons higher or lower, obvious. And I'm going to go higher. And do you want to give me a mileage, Mikey, as well? Anyone to have uh, a guess? Milton Keynes, uh, hundred and fifteen. Oh, good shout. I'd say no, it's 100, 110. It's only 99.1 oh. miles. Um, deceptive. MK Dons, will you next go to Oxford higher or lower than 99.1? Higher. Higher. How much by? Oxford, 128. Yes. 120. 127. Oh. Um, again, these are the. Because the, the, it's alphabetical order. Not you as the crow flies, is it? No, this is Google Maps roads. Yeah. Um, next up, um, <laughs> from Oxford to Rochdale, higher or lower than 137? Higher. And um, by uh, how much? Uh, do you want, to, you want to guess the mileage to Rochdale from Portman Road? This is useful for anyone considering a uh, bonfire night trip up in a few weeks. Or a I'm sorry, of... mullet, but it's too bloody fast. <laughs> what it is. North of Two, the wall. 229. Nine. Oh, it's 228.3, Dave. Oh. Great shout. Um, Rochdale to Rotherham, <laughs> higher or lower than 228? It's, it's lower, isn't it, uh, Dave? Because it's more... Yeah, east. no, I'd say it's lower. Yeah, Rochdale's up. So Rotherham, two, uh, 200... 203. It's 172, actually. Deceptive. Wow. Um, not too it's pretty far much Sheffield, isn't it? Pretty much. Um, to Peterborough next. Um, anyone want to give me a mileage on this one? Peterborough is about, bang, that's almost 100 Six. miles. I think it's like 95. It's 90 miles. Portsmouth next. Uh, so Portsmouth is about 130 miles. I think it's a bit, I think it's a bit more. Isn't Go it? on, Dave. 145. 159. Then to okay. Shrewsbury. So we've kind of gone west and Oof. south to west and north now. Shrewsbury, how far? Higher or lower than 159? No, it's higher. Higher, yeah, 172. No, 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 it's more than that. 200, 215. 191.7. Um, next up is um, Sunderland, which, um, yeah. Um, do you want to give me the mileage for this one? This is the this is the longest of the season, I think. 315? So, yeah. not, quite, not quite, not quite. Can't be that far. No, two, two, Scotland, two, though, two, then, two it's for me. <laughs> 270. 275, love it, Dave. Good on these. Got your road atlas brain. This is good. He's got the knowledge. Tranmere, higher or lower? We've I've kind of already given a clue there. Um, but do you want to give me a guess on the mileage? That's not too much. Up near Liverpool. Up near Birkenhead. Birkenhead. Two, 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 two forty. Yeah, I'd go slightly higher. Two four eight. Oh, it's two four nine. <laughs> David Diamond having an absolute stormer. Let's end with Wickham on New Year's Day. Mate. I used to do this every other month when my son was at uni. Go on, Mikey. 100 and... Uh, sorry. Um... <laughs> M25, M40, turn right, bastard of a roundabout. So you need to deduct some miles. 115. 100 and how many, Mikey? 
115. That's quite a good shout. I think I think that's about right. I think that is about right. Yeah. 120. It's 114, Mikey. Swings it out at the last. That's it, Yeah, that bloody roundabout used to go round it. Well, what you've not done is deduct your home mileage. This is from Portman Road, so you should have taken that. That's what you see. You've been sorted. That was good, gents. I was impressed with that. That's some good uh, some team statage there. Um, there and I have go. got the decimal points if anyone wants them. Um, that is it, gents. That is that good. Cool. We've done really well. Mikey, your microphone lasted well. out. Your makeshift microphone did well. Um, some plugs. Um, so uh, no game week and no game weekend next week. So we're having a bit of a, a strategy session about what we're going to do. Um, Dave, any chance of a this week in ITFC history? That's what everyone wants Don't. to know. I know I've got I've got I've got to touch base with my colleague Stat. Um, I'm not sure if he started his job at Portman Road yet, um, <laughs> but I need to check that out. <laughs> I made a last minute punt with my Twitter prowess on the weekend. Um, so I th- yeah, so I think probably what Ben and I had a chat about was maybe a ma- definitely a mailbag show, um, but possibly Thursday yeah. night or rather than. Possibly, I'm, I'm struggling this week, I think. So yeah. uh, we'll um, figure that so one out. We'll um we'll let yeah. people know. But if you follow at Blue Monday ITFC, you'll find out all of the details when we get our act together. Um, Dave, where can we find you on the Twitter? At David Diamond 3. Mikey? At Jake Humphrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give him plenty of uh, love and support. Um, can you can I, fi- yeah, can I plug Jake Humphrey's motivational <laughs> His David videos that he's doing now? <laughs> Is he doing videos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does oh. motivational videos. That, there was one this week called Don't Sit in the Comfy Chair. I saw that oh, one. yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I saw uh, some of that. Yeah, he, he quoted Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm thinking of doing one myself actually, possibly later this week, but I might not. Who Ooh, knows? If we're looking in the same direction, Mikey, all we've got to do is keep on walking. Sometimes... Mikey, have you got any exciting interviews coming up this week? I know you've been doing one or two lately mm. that you you, you, you you let us know about. Uh, we won't say no. Who. Uh, I'm actually on annual leave this week, so oh. it will be me that is getting grilled by Diane Smith um, rather than me grilling anybody else but yeah uh spoke to kieran Dyer during the week and that's right yeah, he's saying. a big fan of paul lambert but really <laughs> cares a lot about the club yeah and um, he's he's keen to see harry Wright in goal as soon as possible sweeper keeper sweeper mm. keeper do you want to give us your, do you want to give us your real dad, twitter mikey or are you quite happy to send traffic to uh, come through yeah at, at mikey underscore smith one three are you sure yeah, yeah, you looked a bit confused there. That's good. So yeah, so um, keep an eye on the on the um on Blue Monday RTFC. We'll figure out um what we're gonna do. Um, gentlemen, enjoyable. Really like that. That was good fun. Um, just, I, just one quickly from me, Mikey. Just picked up on eleven one this morning. Did you notch oh, yeah, from yeah. right? Did you notch from right back or not? You know what? I I didn't. Um, <laughs> and I only got one assist, and that was for the eleventh goal. Um, but. It, <laughs> But yeah, I did set up a couple of really good opportunities for our strikers. The XG would have been very high, actually, Dave. (laughs) So maybe when we come off air, we can have a talk about XG in the Leatherhead and District Sunday premiere. I want to hear about your XA. Did you get any assists for any assists, then, Mikey? Uh, I think I got one assist for an assist and then one direct assist. Nice. Well, that's And my pass completion... Probably went over fifty percent, which is good for me. Tidy. Um, so <laughs> brilliant stuff. Well, anyway, if you nice follow one. Mikey for more of, of this kind of stuff on the Twitter, and I'll, I'll, Mikey, as always, I'll let you have the last word as well. Be careful what you wish for. Hey.
It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.